G'day everyone, it's Zoe the Video Confidence Coach here today with a very special sample for you. So today we're going to be uh, listening to a sample of the Mox and Ways in podcast episode that we were on recently. So if you haven't heard of the Mox and Ways in podcast, it's a podcast run by Lena and Steve from the Training Room Geelong. Now I know it may seem like it's a gym or it may sound from the outset of the title like it's a, you know, gym, Muay Thai, boxing, you know, it's all about physical fitness. But Lena and Steve run a brilliant business and they have a lot of experience and knowledge to give you and for you to implement into your own business. And we were lucky enough to be on their podcast recently. So now you're going to hear a little sample of what we had to talk about. And there's a lot more where that came from. Go check out the Giving You the Confidence to Put Yourself Out There episode featuring yours truly, Video Confidence Coach, on the Moxon Ways In podcast feed on your podcaster of choice or check out the Training Room Geelong website. And now we'll head to the title screen and you'll hear a little bit from Lena. I'm asking you lots of questions and I, I hope everybody takes value away from it. Um, let's use a gym as an example. Yeah. <laughs> so that it benefits me today. Do you think keywords are more successful if we're talking about the result or the product? So gym as an example, I'm talking boxing is the product that we offer, but the result is weight loss fitness. Do you think if I was to go one way or the other, should my keywords be about result or product? It depends. I know I'm not, I know it depends is my default way of answering questions but usually when dealing with your specific customers it depends on what they how they will search so say for example um, it's a statistical trope that young men um, from the age of 18 to 24 for example um, will probably search boxing over weight loss sure because they know that you know their ultimate gain is to you know build muscle um, and become strong but they know the way to do that is via boxing. But when you're talking to, say, um, a woman in her, you know, late fi- um, late forties um, who wants weight loss, um, she yeah, she knows there's gyms around, but in regards to what she actually wants to achieve, she's probably going to be more goal orientated than, say, a young man who's been like, all my friends are doing boxing and they're getting really tough. Okay, I'm going to do the same thing, and they're going to look for boxing. So it depends entirely on your ideal customer and for those who are unaware an ideal customer is the type of person that you aim to directly it doesn't mean you ignore everyone else it's just the type of person who's genuinely going to help you are going to serve really well who are probably going to buy your product outright most of the time and giving being able to focus in on them and being able to say okay you know um daryl probably not a great name but daryl is more likely to search for boxing because that he knows that's what he wants. He knows he wants to achieve boxing. Of course, when he stumbles on boxing and stumbles on your gym and all the stuff that you guys provide, he might even, you know, go on tangent and want to try everything else. But in regards to, say, Susan, she's going to be more likely to be goal-orientated because, you know, she's in her late 40s, got a bit of cash, but she also knows what she wants in regards to a goal yeah. of you know, she wants to lose weight so she can be healthy for her kids. I think many small business owners, or I always say small, but business owners um, in general, I think one of the things that you have to learn really quickly is sometimes the messaging that we put out is what we hope people think about our business or 
we reflect the way that we want people to look at our business and that's not what people are searching and when you can start really identifying who your ideal customer is and think and speak their language and yeah start to use the keywords that they're likely to use that's when you kind of you make those connections a lot faster don't you so and definitely talk to people who are your ideal customer even just you know if a friend of a friend mother is your target market then you know say i will buy you dinner if we can have a chat like people are going to be up for that if you pay for their food (laughs) absolutely you know whenever steve will say to me oh we got a new member today you know someone you signed up the first thing i say is how did they find us (laughs) you know (laughs) not even like oh who whatever like how 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 have they come to us you know because i need that information to know what's working and what's not working so let's dive a little bit into once you have your ideal customer you understand who that is the best way I think to communicate with them straight away so quickly, so authentically at the moment is video. Um, and as you are the video confidence coach, I think you're a perfect person to talk to about this. So let's talk in terms of there's two things I want to talk to you about today. So Instagram and how to best use your Instagram stories. But then I also want to uh, talk about the live features on both Instagram and Facebook so can we talk to those a little bit? Let's Steve and I use our Instagram stories quite a lot. Um, it's pretty organic in terms of our business because there's always so much going on every day and we feel like we can open a little window to the world um, and let them into the gym and what's happening um, and we enjoy that. How should people be best using Instagram stories? Well, off the bat, I'd say that you guys are doing a brilliant job. Um, not just because there's a lot of people at the current step where they just understand that Instagram stories is a thing and post one or twice a day and like they're like, oh, this is another thing I have to do. But for you guys, it's actually, it's quite enjoyable to see what you guys have done. I don't mean to be sounding stalkerish, but like when I go through my Instagram stories, I say, oh, how, um, you know, Lena and Steve doing, um, How's the business going along? Because I'm actually interested to know, yes, I've worked with you guys in the past, but even if I didn't, I'd still be interested to know more about your business because Instagram stories um, is inherently unpolished, um, unprofessionalized, not in a way that makes it seem bad, like unprofessional as in, you know, swearing or anything like that, but unprofessional in the sense of it seems and looks organic. And most of the time that should be the case. So you guys, um, from, you know, from an outsider's perspective, I see that you post a minimum of about 10, um, 10 individual stories a day. And that is, you know, at the average point. Yeah. We kind of aim for one an hour during our waking hours. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Kind of like that. And that's, um, useful for multiple of things is that yes, you're like, as you said, you're opening up the business in a little bit behind the scenes so people get an idea of what you're like, but also it uh, builds up that trust factor tenfold. Yeah. Um, so do, um, I'm not sure if all your listeners know about this, but have you heard of touch points before? Nope. So touch points is the marketing term of when someone interacts with your branding, your marketing somehow. So a touch point can be something as simple as they see your billboard on the side of the road yeah, right. all the way to they go onto your website to have a look. Yeah. Um, a touch point could be something as simple as they see your post online and give it a like or a comment or something as simple as a touch point of, you know, seeing your post yeah. that a friend shared, that type of thing. Um Back in the day, um, previous to the rise of the internet, um, the average touch points would be about eight. So eight times people would see see an ad, see a TV ad, a newspaper, 
what have you. It was one of the first things that I ever learned and it was like, you know, that idea that you had to be relentless in your campaigns because it wasn't enough to put your message out once. Yes. And then people have to see it about on average about back then about eight times before they made a decision to um, purchase from you yep. or they built the trust enough to reliably understand what you serve and then um, make a purchase in the future. Yeah. Um, and nowadays that has grown exponentially to a minimum of 14 touch points. And does that mean different touch points or can that mean they've seen your story 14 times, you know? Oh, no, no, no. If that was easy, if that was that easy, we would so all be loving it. Literally over 14 different kind of 14. platforms, experiences, touch points they have yep. to, so wow. Yeah, so 14 minimum because, of, of course, there's different people for different things. Yeah. Not everyone's going to have 14 times seeing a brand and be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> but um, so 14 times on different platforms, different methodologies. Um, so we have to be doing more, basically. Yes, which I know as a I love that so much. Can I tell you why? Because I'm still very You're like, old you say school. that, but you t- I'm looking at you now. You look like, oh my God, there's more. No, I love it because I still, I have very much embraced all the new kind of methods of marketing in terms of, you know, online space, Instagram stories as an example, but I'm still very old school in a lot of the things I do. Like yesterday, I literally did a mailbox drop and had like, you know, we put postcards with information in mailboxes and things because I, I kind of inherently understand that because there's so much more out there now, you have to stand out in lots of different ways and you have to fight even harder almost to be noticed. Oh, I love that you've said that because sometimes some of the things that I do, people go, what? You still do that? Why are you doing that? You know, I still like email campaigns. I still like, there's lots of things that I still kind of, yeah, rely on to build our business. So you have just affirmed me in a way Mm -hmm. you don't understand. That's awesome. And a lot of people believe that now the internet's in full swing um, or, you know, majority of the world's population are using the internet every day that therefore I could, you know, reduce my in-person marketing or what have you. They think they can just drop it and then concentrate Mm. on online. Now for some businesses that are say online shops or, you know, they, they cater to global audiences, that makes sense to work online. But if you're a you know, medium, um, medium, <laughs> um, small, medium, even larger businesses. If you cater to a local um, audience of any distinction, so that could be an entire state, or it could be a city, or it could be an entire country, if necessary. Being able to diversify your marketing is going to be more helpful than not. Of course, for people that are doing it by themselves, um, or for example, like you go, uh, like you guys, you, you don't exactly have a team to fall back on. Mm. But to be able to diversify and see what works. So say, for example, there's been um, a couple of clients I've had in the past that didn't even want to touch Instagram because they thought, oh, we're not, you know, we're not a visual business. These are, these were guys were accountants and they just immediately thought of, Hey, we don't have a glamour, glamorous business. What's the point of posting on, you know, on Instagram? And then once I got them over that hurdle and it convinced them that no, you can. You know, any business can be on Instagram. Any any business can be anywhere. And then from there, they noticed a uptick in people um, contacting them because you got to see behind the scenes of an accountancy. You got to see that, yes, people are working at desks, but they're also going out for coffees with clients. They're also, you know, providing workshops. Most, more, like almost all of their clients didn't have any ideas that they actually ran workshops regularly to teach people about, you know, accountant literacy and Blah, 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 blah. But that, all that stuff, they didn't notice until they gave it a shot and tried it. And then from there, they're able to look at their analytics. So these are the numbers behind 
you know, how many people have clicked on a post, sure. clicked on a link, what have you. You can access via the settings in almost any app. Yeah. But from there, people can see how much impact that has had. But because they gave it a shot and because they were consistent with that shot, it wasn't just a, you know, one video out there or one post on Instagram and that's it. They, you know, consistently did it over time using, you know, um, getting um, an intern to do their social media for two weeks or something like that. that was Just feasible. to test things out. Just to test them. And because they gave themselves a deadline and they gave themselves, a, you know, in the next three months, um, we expect to, you know, get up to 500 followers and expect a turnover at least, you know, two more people contacting us per week, you know, fairly conservative in regards to numbers. Um, and of course, for smaller businesses, that, that seems like a lot of a lot of stuff to be able to achieve in three months. But because you're actively um, working with other people, you're using your hashtags correctly, you're active, actively going out there and posting regularly, people are going to notice you. Even mm. though you may feel like nothing's happening, you just get to keep going. And once you've got that lineage behind you in any business and on any platform, once you've got that lineage, it's very much like this podcast. Um, people who find uh, find you out today, for example, who are listening right now, they can go back and listen to all of your stuff to catch up with. They can see that, okay, these guys are serious. It's not just three episodes in and we're hoping for the best. You can see that these guys have a lineage. And that's the same thing with anything you do online. And same thing you do as a business. Um, previous, Previously to, I say, the year 2000, I can't really talk. I was very young then. Um, but people would, you know, say we're a business since 1895 sure. or we've been in business since well, established is on so many Ooh. signs, right? Yes. And of course, nowadays that doesn't really have the same effect because yes, you could, um, have been established in, you know, the year 1900, but unless I, as a business I care, why should I? And of course, I'm not saying to, you know, rip down your established things off a line. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying when people lead with that or the people um, or businesses on their bios lead with, you know, our business has been in business for 35 years as a as a um, consumer. Why, why should I care? So in 35 years. Do you think years, that's a bit psychological too? Because I feel mm. like a lot of people were trying, we talk a lot in the mental health space about letting go of our old narratives. And mm. we're all very much focused on present moment. What can I do to generate a new outcome now? So maybe you're right. We don't hold such high regard for older narratives, do we? But it's also the case of the audience and I use audience viewer and customer interchangeably because that's kind of what it all happens to be. But people want to know how you can help them first off. Yeah. What problem are you solving? Like having a bio about your business is great. But again, with accountants I work with, they didn't actually end up doing this. But I recommended to them that you say, hey, move that, you know, starting sentence of we've been in business since, you know, 18. Whenever. Whenever. Um, they're able to move that down and go straight to, you know, we help people figure out accounting. We help, you know, yeah. we serve the small business community of Australia, whatever it is, being able to understand as a consumer. So if you've ever, you know, come across a business online or saw an ad in the paper or saw something that piqued your interest enough for you to go and do your own research, you know, that's more touch points along the way. That's going to be more beneficial to a small business than absolutely no traction at all. And being able to read a bit about a business and say, okay, these guys serve this type of person. I'm, you know, for example, um, like with the gym, 
I'm not, for example, in my current state, I'm not in a um, situation to go to a gym, but I probably wouldn't do CrossFit. Um, but I can understand people that do. And if I come across people that do do CrossFit or who are interested in CrossFit, I'd send them your way because I've, you've already gained my trust. And I've already, you know, been able to see regularly into your business behind the scenes through all the work and marketing that you do. I can see as a bystander, yeah, these guys are legit. Yeah. I can, you know, I can, um, highly recommend these guys, even though I haven't, you know, used your service in particular. I can recommend someone who would be interested and get the most out of it. I think also Instagram has uh, given everybody the opportunity to realise you have to get your message out really quickly. Mm. I love that there's the 15, is it 15 seconds or 30 seconds, a full revolution of the recording thing? So 15 seconds. Right. So I love that it's 15 seconds and you can see it and it's kind of like get to the point. You know, I love that. There's no faffing around all the time, which I think, you know, a lot of us may do and you lose people's interest you've got that first 15 seconds to capture them it doesn't matter what you say afterwards if they're not interested in that first slide of your story if you don't capture your market there they're gone um and so i love that because it really makes you think what am i about to say why is it important and how do i capture someone's interest straight away um, and I think that kind of efficiency, it moves the needle forward in your business all the time because I don't go on there just to be a talking head because I don't want people to swipe past me and roll mm. their eyes every time. I want every time that they see our little icon pop up to relate that to, okay, there's going to be something valuable or something that makes me feel good there or something that inspires me. So I love Instagram for that because it really makes you consider why am I opening my mouth to talk? Did you guys enjoy that sample? Well, remember, there was much more where that came from. We spoke for, I think, about like 50 minutes on everything to do with video confidence, being confident in your business and all the other things. Wow, we had a very large conversation. But I highly recommend that you check out the Mox and Wazen podcast on your podcast catcher or check out the Training Room Geelong to find out more about the great things that they do here. And if you're into crossfitting and in joining a gym in general, check out the Training Room Geelong. All right, we'll leave you to it. Make sure you check out the Video Confidence Coach Facebook and Eventbrite for our upcoming workshops that we have for the rest of this year. And also, just so we can brag a little, we've got a lot of things coming up in the pipeline. So 2020 is definitely going to be the year that you're going to see a lot of Video Confidence Coach. So I'll leave you to it. Bye.